Impact Hustlers, the podcast on entrepreneurs and changemakers that are creating solutions to the world's biggest problems. Impact Hustlers is brought to you by Waira UK, part of Telefonica Open Future. Visit waira.co.uk to learn how our acceleration programs can help your startup grow. And this is your host, Michael Shafrat. In today's episode, I'm joined by Peter Briffitt, CEO and co-founder of WageStream, a fintech startup that's actually helping low-wage workers to withdraw money straight away after they earned it. And you're on a mission to destroy the payday loan industry. We are on that mission indeed, yeah. Perfect. It's a very good mission to have. And... Of course, the whole industry, the payday loans industry, has been heavily criticized, charging big interest rates, 1,500% sometimes. And there's a lot of backlash on that industry. So I'm really glad to have you and see what are the alternatives to payday yep. loans and what, what can actually be offered. Um, you founded multiple startups in different spaces, and you took leadership roles uh, across different companies. Uh, your first company, I believe, iView, you sold to Microsoft. Correct. Yeah, yeah. It's taken its toll startups. I'm only 19 years old, as it happened. But there you go. <laughs> well, all right. All right. So, yeah, you've been in startups for your entire life, Correct, basically. Yeah. Uh, grew living social in the UK from zero to 100 million in yeah. revenue. And now you embarked on this mission to uh, eliminate payday loans. So, you just uh, recently closed an investment round backed by prominent founders, investors like Jeff Bezos, Marissa Meyer, Bill Gates, and some leading funds here in the UK as well. It's really great to have you, Peter. Welcome to Impact Hustlers. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. I'd like to start with the reality of your end customer the people yep. that you actually serve, the people that work in those jobs that might not make a lot of money, um, that might be very dependent on their salary, and uh, that it usually would go to go uh, get payday loans. What is the problem they actually face? And how are you tackling that? At the very high level, WageStream allows any worker to have salaried or paid hourly or lower income, any worker to have access to their earned income. So instead of waiting for the end of the month pay cycle, they're able to access their earned income as as long as they've earned it so as a business we're regulated but we don't provide you know loans or credit at all we just give people access to their earned income and in the uk you know payday loans are very prevalent and one of the big reasons for that is because of the monthly pay cycle which about 85 percent of the uk population are paid monthly and the financial stress in the system is quite big it's bigger than it is in the us where everyone's paid every two weeks so per capita you know overdraft fees over here payday loans are more prevalent simply because of the monthly pay cycle so our solution that we can roll out to hourly paid workers through their employers is the option to take out um, you know money that they've earned to pay for any unplanned expenses um, so that they don't have to you know go into overdraft and incur fees go into credit card debt or the worst case take out a payday loan which tends to put them in a cycle of poverty it's very difficult for them to get out of because if you're paying three thousand percent interest there's not many humans on earth that can get out of that cycle and unfortunately payday loans do prey on lower income workers who have less ability to get out of those situations so um, we know we we love what WaveStream does and the fact that it can give people access to earned income. So if they have an unplanned expense in a given month, they've got an option, you know, to take some of their earned income, which by virtue of the fact they've earned it, they can't possibly get into debt by doing that, which helps them out. And that's the whole premise. So if I work three days in a month and after those three days, I have some emergency come up, I can use the money I earned in those three days and don't have to wait for my payday. You've got it. You know, we've got uh, businesses that, you know, if I was, for instance, a waiter at a pizza restaurant, um, you know, and I did a great shift today and I earned loads of tips, I wouldn't see those tips till the 31st of July, which is a long time away. But with WageStream, I can access those tips immediately after my shift. So it means actually that I, I 
I, I will probably change the way I work. I may take more shifts. I have immediate, you know, I see immediate satisfaction for the work I've done. And, and that just helps people plan and manage their finances better. So it definitely has an impact on how people work. Yeah. But you're actually not selling directly to those employees. You're actually selling to the companies employing those employees, yeah. right? Yeah. So the, so the question is, why would they be interested in this? So we have, there's, there's, there's loads of reasons a company would do it. Um, we're learning those all the time as well. But primarily, it's a retention gain. If you give someone better financial health and you make them feel you reduce the financial stress in their life um, then they're going to they're going to stay with you longer as a, as a worker I will work for places where reducing my financial stress because most people work for money um, but the other gain for an employer that we found is people become more productive we have a you know security company that rolled out wage stream across their entire base in the UK um, they had a problem with with their staff taking overtime shifts no one wanted to take them now he's rolled out wage stream and allowed people to access their income you know, their, their overtime income they're fighting over those shifts now so there's a different way people work so people become more productive because they can see you know if i want to go out this weekend or i want to pay for something you know, in the next couple of days i'm able to you know i can put some work in and i can see an immediate gain to that um, and because of the monthly pay cycle you know my child selling lemonade at the end of our street has a has a better connection with their revenue and their work effort than most uk workers so this allows people to you know see an immediate gain for their work so there's a productivity gain and of course a recruitment benefit if you say you pay daily and i can work at a number of different coffee shops i'm going to work at the one that pays daily so there's there's some quite significant employer gains but really it's about if you give someone financial freedom and you give a worker that ability to you know see the benefit their earnings and it's a better world and how can this be a profitable business model i mean you're not just doing it out of you're not a charity right you're, no you're, we're, we're you're not, not we, well, it's a social impact. We, we do have a social mission and a social charter so we're, we're set up to get people out of cycles of poverty so that's really important to us but the only charge in the business model is that the employee every time they would do a withdrawal they, they're charged £1.75 to do that withdrawal but that's regardless of the amount it could be £500 they withdraw it could be 100 it could be 200 whatever it is um, so it's like taking money out of an ATM so that is not a big fee and that has to support um all our you know our banking infrastructure our faster payments and also the loan facility we have because the big thing about wagestream is that we enable all these payments ourselves so we're not reliant on the employer doing that so it doesn't impact their cash flow at all and that's one of the big benefits for them but the truth is we have some great backers a great investors we're certainly with the likes of qed which is a capital one founding team and they've enabled us to you know build a bank infrastructure behind the scenes that makes it very economical for us to do the model but yeah it works at scale you know you need you need a lot of people using it for it to to be something that we will have as a profitable business but we feel it's such a game-changing concept that you know once people start getting paid their earned income then that's something they're going to want to keep i'd like to talk a bit about your journey uh of course you have uh, founded several startups i think this is the first startup that has a pure like social impact mission i would correct say, from that's what true I've seen. um what- all my other ones were for profitable gain this one's different yeah <laughs> but it's both right yeah no, sure. so yeah. What what interests me is what triggered you when you decided, okay, I want to start another company. What triggered you to attack like a big social problem like this? I mean, I love I love sort of businesses that can a you see immediate benefit in this world. And if, if it's a marketplace model, we've got an immediate benefit for the employer and a massive benefit for the employee. If you can, you know, and our mission in life is to destroy payday loans, and I, it, it's nothing better for me than trying to take a stab at them, but also put some some real benefit to you know the economy in terms of how 
how people are paid in this country. So from that point of view, I just, as soon as I heard about the concept and QED approached us with that concept, you know, back at the beginning of the year, I just couldn't resist the opportunity to get involved with something like this because it is, you know, it's something game changing. And I think it will change how people not only interact with their employer, but also, you know, how they're actually, you know, manage their finances. And I think that's something that, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't resist that opportunity, especially because, you know, you're you're providing two benefits. We sit in the middle between those benefits. Um, And it was, for me, it was a model that I couldn't resist taking on. When I speak to founders and many of them tend to be a bit less experienced than maybe what you have under your belt or that just starting out and trying to make us impactful startup work. One main thing they struggle with is really raising investment very often. They say, you know, um, very often investors that don't seem to have the appetite to invest in really long term social impact solutions. Did you see any of that? Or do you think that's an issue? And Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I think, look, if you've got more experience, and you've done some successful businesses before that obviously helps you get investment, because when you're raising money from the back of a, a you know, a one investment deck, credibility matters to a certain extent there. And that helps. But I think, you know, if if there is if investors can see a market for it and it provides social good um, most investors do very much enjoy being part of something that has social impact i think that i think that's definitely the case that we saw they most investors thought wow this is this is a great model um some people didn't believe we could do it or didn't understand how it would how it would work but ultimately most investors were happy with you know but yes you have to be able to see that grow it has to be meaningful and if you are going to provide a social impact it has to be something that touches you know millions of people i think investors can get as excited about that as any other opportunity um but like anything in life it's got to go you've got to have it's got to be something that's game changing big and there's going to provide a material difference to to people mm. and if you can prove that then you know it's a good investment story um the fact that you know in the u.s there's this this type of concepts emerging as well there's some proof points so all, all that sort of stuff helps but yeah credibility always helps in investment so i guess the only one benefit of getting older it's probably easy to get investment uh, that's a very good point um i mean the, the the other point is more on a business side right if you're trying to solve a big social environmental problem uh how do you actually improve your likelihood of success do you ever feel like you need to balance the profit or profitability of the business versus the impact yeah i think i mean the thing is with life it, it, something has to make money and if you're getting it it's certainly in our world you know if you want to do good and you want to keep putting that money back in to do better then you have to be able to prove that this is something that does actually end up you know a employing people b having a real impact on people but you're not you you know you're not going to get investment for a a huge loss making social impact you know uh deal unfortunately and that's that's unfortunate or fortunately but you know our model is definitely you know can be very sort of profitable albeit you know we have a social charter to make sure we continue to get people out of cycles of poverty but i think it's got to have a growth story to it it can't just be you know a negative revenue business forever because that's again you know difficult for people to understand how to invest in um but the best social impact businesses are you know something that are game-changing profitable and you know provide that good i think those are the probably three ingredients i want to go way back when you started your journey into entrepreneurship yeah um i heard about that story where (laughs) that you told where you started selling books in the u.s going from door to door selling children's educational books i think yeah that was Um, true seems like a long time ago yeah (laughs) it's still raw in my mind how how long ago is that it was oh five years ago you know not long but no it was when i was at university and you could go out you could go and you know work in the u.s as as an exchange program and a u.s student could come over here and i got involved with a company that um, 
and was basically you know we used to we went to new york got got a train to nashville and then they trained us to sort of sell books door to door i think it was probably a cult but I, I wasn't sure but we ended up working 80 hours a week you know knocking door to doors they just said right peter you're in boston went out there um but it did teach me a lot about sales i mean you had to literally i mean i i used to work we were working so hard i used to see people literally cleaning sewage thinking you're the luckiest guys alive this is i've you've got the best job in the world because this job is that hard but persistence paid off if you kept going you kept knocking on the doors you kept improving your sort of sales pitch and at the end of the day you ended up you know take you could walk into a home you could talk to everyone and they would like help kids out with their sort of homework you could you could you know they'd, they'd pay the money and then you'd, you'd do the books at the end of summer so no it taught me a hell of a lot it was hard but i did go back for some more abuse another in the summer after that with a team and we, we did very well so yeah it was it was hard there but it did teach me a lot about like unless you're going to get out of bed in the morning i mean it was 100 percent commission as well which they didn't i don't think they told me that when i arrived um but it was 100 percent commission so unless you worked you and we i was a student so i had no money i mean you weren't eating unless you work so there was a big sort of co- correlation between effort and and uh food mm. <laughs> that's normally gets you out of bed <laughs> so yeah if you really depend on it yeah uh, then exactly you, you gotta and, get out even yeah. you know you couldn't have anywhere to live you had to go knock on doors to find someone to live and get i mean it was it was it was hard i think it was, yeah had i been a bit older and wiser i may not have gone for it but actually i always look back on it and it was magic days yeah, yeah. So what are the specific skills you learned? Was it like the hustle, sales skills? What, what, what well, it, it's everything to like, yes, yeah, there's hustle, there's scale, there's persistence, there's never, you know, keep going at all times, even in, you know, and it was even things like you'd walk into a town, you wouldn't know anyone. So you'd have to reference neighbors or the headmaster of the school or the local sheriff and say, you know, if they'd bought books, we say, hey, they bought books. So even now in the enterprise sales we're doing with, you know, blue chip 400,000 person organizations, we're still, I'm still still referencing other clients and i'm still knocking on doors maybe i haven't evolved at all um <laughs> and it's just you know those skills that i learned on the book field in in boston you know still exist today to a large extent because you know you're trying to get you're trying to get instant credibility for someone to open a door and and let you in there and then show them what you've got and then obviously do a transaction and 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 sell them something so there's no the cycle of selling we used way back way in the book field hasn't really changed from where it is today i may you know i may wear a better shirt now but that's about it (laughs) but it's still hard (laughs) so is that also some advice for founders to really kind of get those skills yeah i mean totally there's there's persistence Right. And, 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 and in fact, when you're founding something, you've got to, you've got to believe in it. You've got to persist. I mean, there's, there's going down a road that has, that you, you shouldn't go down, that you need to learn sometimes to stop and go down another. But there's no, there, there's never been anything bigger than hard work ethic and persistence, I think, to get something done. If you've got those skills, then you, you have 80% of what it takes to, to keep going. Um, and that, that means, you know, there's, those things are what really matter. Okay, uh, maybe talking a bit more about your long term vision, right? You only just started with WageStream. Uh, yeah. I think you have your first initial customers that you're working with. But what's the big mission here beyond um, eliminating the payday loans industry? Like, what's the big movement that you think you're part of? Yeah, no, so I think, you know, we, it is a, you know, we're on a mission right now to really take a big chunk out of payday loans and provide an alternative to that. We think we've got a game changing technology platform that allows us to do that but once you've got a large install base of people you know using you to access their earned income there's lots of different ways we can help them and that we're lucky enough to live you know on a small island but in a country which has quite advanced banking infrastructure and and that allows us you know with open banking data we 
we will have something that not many other companies will have, which is we understand how much people earn every hour of every day and what they could earn and what they have earned. And that means, you know, with open banking data, we can come up with a sort of financial Fitbit type solution for them to give them an idea of every minute of every day, whether they're in the red or black in terms of their finances. Um, and obviously encourage them to say, look, if you've had a big night out last night, you're in the red. You could potentially take another shift here or you want to go on that holiday, you'll be able to do this and recommend um, ways to help them out because it's no one really has any idea where they are in their financial health any one minute and every day so giving them a, like a financial health tool that shows them at all times where they are and hey we know you're going to overdraft so let's take some of your earned income and stop that happening or let's pay that bill with your earned income and get them in a position where they're actually in a much much better financial health position i think that's that's game changing so we and all driven through an app, all with 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 data that that essentially allows them. You know, you, you're giving that to people and just getting them in a better position. So not only are you you provide them a facility to stop taking paid loans, but really give them you know a tool that shows them why and how they need to get in a better position. Mm. Do you think this is a solution specifically, uh, and it's always going to be specifically for uh, low wage workers, or do you think this is a bigger trend? That well, we 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 initially everyone? sort of targeted a couple of marketplaces like think manufacturing retail hospitality there's where there where there is low retention of staff it's just a transient workforce but what's happened is we've actually uh, our solutions now being rolled out to quite a few sat just purely salaried workers um it has exactly the same impact you can see how much you've earned um it shows you every minute of every day your salaried wage ticking up so you can go out to lunch come back and it shows it a bit more and you're able to draw some of that out if you if you want to it's not just for hourly workers at all hourly workers are good because we can connect to their timekeeping platforms through api and have a real-time understanding of what they do uh, but salaried workers we've rolled it out to a number of salaried workers and we, we think that's a, a huge marketplace and it doesn't have to stop with just hourly paid workers it's just where we start that's very interesting um i think one interesting aspect about you guys is that i think a lot of technology startups are focusing ideally on customers that have a lot of money or like i, I have a high ability to pay for yeah. premium products so yeah. it's usually always a good strategy right but you're focusing mm -hmm. on customer segment that doesn't have much money to dispose that you can't like charge hundreds of pounds to yeah um do you think this is a generally underserved segment and could there be more totally. solutions and, like you know, yours and, and, and like some of our investors with our social impact fund will say you know there's a big poverty premium that if i'm a lower income worker i live in a certain area i have to pay more car insurance i pay double the electricity bills i'm paying through a card i pay more you know phone charges so all those things add up so to, for us to provide something for them that enables them to have access to a form of income which otherwise you know you'd probably never take a three thousand percent loan but someone else you know will and it, it, those things if we can stop that happening or give them an advantage or something then absolutely and i think technology allows that um because you can you can uh, impact a lot of people um, through a platform and that allows you to obviously you know, take care of lower income workers in a way that potentially, you know, 20, 30 years ago would have been tougher mm. because it's, there's no, there wasn't any technology. Do you see other issues that your customers are struggling with that you think should be tackled that maybe don't fall within what you're doing? But you Yeah, know, I just think financial that. education, financial health, people don't, you know, people don't realise sometimes they get to the end of the month, they have all these outgoings, they don't have the money, you know, it's understanding and it, I have the same problem. Like people just do not understand sometimes all their outgoings. It's quite convoluted what what they're actually spending at any any minute of every day. And if you can provide a tool that shows them that.
around at all times. It just helps them make better decisions. Um, I've made some awful financial decisions in my life and probably do on a daily basis. I'd, I'd love to have something that showed me at all times what was right and wrong. I still could make my own decisions, but it means that something's just guiding me and telling me and, and being available and visible to me. And I think that alone, you know, people will still make bad decisions, but you've given them something that can, can educate them. That, mm -hmm. that would be really helpful. I'd like it. Definitely. Um, I think the, the last question I'd like to ask is really, if you imagine the world in 10 years, how does the world look like where wage stream succeeds and how does the company look like yeah no i just i'd love to be in a position where we've we've put such a dent in payday loans um that, that they're suffering as a result of that and they're they're less prevalent they're they're they're, they're not taking advantage of so many low-income workers but also i'd love to be in a world where you know we have millions of people using the platform you know and we've we've reduced financial stress we, we, we've got much better visibility and education around their financial health and we're they're able to make much better decision so you're getting people out of cycles of poverty and if we can prove that on mass then you know it's a good place to be and i'll think wow that's a, that's a great business we built thank you very much for joining today i wish you all the best for the next thank 10 you. and 100 years with the company and your your entrepreneurial no journey and if and not i can always go back and sell books i guess <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much all right, thanks cheers. for joining bye <laughs> this was impact hustlers impact hustlers is brought to you by Wira uk part of telefonica open future Learn more about Waira on www.waira.co.uk.